Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good afternoon, evening and good night from Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for our sixth episode, or as our silver medal winning Kiwis like to say, the socks episode, as we are here to recap day four of Rio 2016, the Summer Olympics, just in case for whatever reason you thought you were watching the Winter Olympics, but uh, it's been another interesting and fascinating day, uh, a less successful day perhaps for the Australians than we're used to. At the time of recording this, we have won two bronze medals, uh, and for our Canadian friends, because at least 50% of this episode today is Canadian-centric, they have won one bronze medal, but for them, that's a good thing. For us, winning two bronze medals, not as good as generally we expect. But uh, speaking of things that are not as good as generally expect, that's the motto for this episode. And the motto of this episode is also Colin Hilding from Winnipeg in Canada, the president of the Flin Flon Organising Committee for the Olympic Games for 2028. Welcome back, Colin. And I think this officially is the Winter Olympics because Canada's won five medals in four days, and that doesn't happen in the summer. Something's wrong here. Yes, it is. Well, isn't isn't technically Rio in winter right now? I mean, they're in the Southern Hemisphere, right? We're in winter. Mm-hmm. They're in winter. So we're actually technically having the Summer Olympics in winter. And it was 27 degrees this morning in Rio. So that's their winter. Right. Wow. There you go. So, um... They're, they're hosting the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics at the same time. So, yeah, go figure. But, uh, y- I mean, you, you've enjoyed day four then. I mean, again, I, I was just mentioning this to you off air. I, I wake up from my several hours of slumber. I check the results. And generally, one of the first things I do is look at the medal tally and try and work out how many bronze medals Canada have won in the day. And I noticed yeah. they'd won another <laughs> one. So, again, yes, happy times for Canada. Yeah, I think we should almost be disappointed in Penny Alex- Alexiak for winning that silver a few days ago because... <laughs> Otherwise, we could just say we are at our fifth medal. We wouldn't have to distinguish bronze medal or anything because that's all we pretty much win. (laughs) But uh, it was in an event that I loved. And uh, overall, this was the first day that I had to uh, work while watching the Olympics. And I'm out of the house about 11, 12 hours a day. And the fact that I only was able to watch maybe about three or four hours of Olympics today, every event I caught was just fantastic. I think this is probably my favorite day so far, not just for uh, how Canada's performed, but even some of the events we didn't perform so well. And it's been a really entertaining day. And one thing I should mention, I I agree with you, actually, because, I mean, I caught a, a bunch of different events, some that I haven't watched much so far in these Olympics um, but we're actually recording this at the time that we've still got a couple of events that are ongoing. I think both of you and I are glued right now to the swimming. Uh, so we've still got, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully by the time we get through this episode, the two remaining swimming events, the 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay and the women's 200 meter individual medley will have been won and done and won. 
Uh, I think we're glued to is this the 200 meter breaststroke right now that we're the semi-finals that we're watching. Uh, this is <laughs> yeah, what knobby's a lock. Yep, exactly. Uh, we can maybe talk about breaststroke at some point because this is a, a fascinating uh, stroke in the world of swimming. But anyway, um... <laughs> of all the strokes out there, breaststroke is at least in my top three. <laughs> Exactly. It's actually the one stroke... Actually, no, butterflies. Sorry, I get them confused, even though they're completely different. Uh, butterflies are one I can't do. Breaststroke, I can do. Um, and I'm talking about swimming, people. Get your mind out of the gutter just because I'm that creepy guy who's trying to find a wife. All right? I'm not... Well, I, I just have to interrupt for a second. Uh, as I said, breaststroke's definitely my top three. My wife, who's on the other side of the apartment, overheard me, and I just heard her muttering, I bet it is. <laughs> Wow, well, I mean, I, I like the fact that she's questioning whether it is or not. Like, geez, you two must have a very interesting relationship. Anyway, um, so, recapping the results for Australia and Canada. Uh, we mentioned Canada won a bronze. We didn't, I don't think we said what it was in. The the 10-metre synchro uh, diving uh, platform, pla- is it platform? I don't know. What, what, you're Canadian, you love yeah. diving. What's the technical term for it? Just the 10-metre synchro? 10-meter platform, synchro, something like that. Awesome. That's what the, I was thinking of. The, now, I'm not going to say their names. The You're going to say their, their names. Who, who, who are they? Yeah. Uh, Megan Benfetto and Rosalind, uh, Rosalind Fillion. Fillion. Right. Now, um, are these uh, national icons of Canada, or was this an expected result? This was... I, I said in the 3-meter that it was expected. I think... In retrospect, um, they did change up a member. One of the divers wasn't on the previous bronze medal team in the three-meter. This 10-meter team, they've been diving together since uh, they were teenagers, so over a decade. And they did win uh, the bronze in London as well. So this is one of the events that uh, I thought that we were at the very least, going to get bronze. And I was hoping for a silver. Uh, we maybe came close. But, yeah, they were famous long before this event ever happened today. So so they have they won Olympic medals before? Did did you just say that? Was I not paying attention? Or Yeah, bronze in London. <laughs> you did, yes. yes. Sorry, <laughs> yes. I was uh, I was watching um, what, what a Tarnaby, whatever his what name is, just set the Olympic record in the um, 100. I, I picked his name at random and said he was a lock, <laughs> and look at that, I was right. Broken an Olympic record, so... Good choice there. Uh, yeah, so, well, Bronze Air, you, you came behind Malaysia, and uh, hmm, I wonder who won gold. Do we want to have a guess who won gold? The team that we didn't think was actually going to be in oh. it this yesterday when we said about it, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> China? Well, China's now three for three. They got five to go to sweep the medals. This is basically, I don't know if you follow speed skating much in um, a bit, yes. the Winter Olympics, but... Speed skating is pretty much, as long as I've been alive, the most dominant sport Canada has. And this pastime in speed skating, the Netherlands cleaned up with, it was like 80% of the events. They won the gold and it was just the most insane sweep I'd ever seen. And I think China's going to top even that this time in diving. Now, now, I personally know that the Dutch are good at speed skating. But, I mean, seriously, if you, you know nothing about speed skating and you say to somebody like, Tell me who you think dominates in speed skating. Like, the Dutch really aren't in the top ten, I would assume. <laughs> like, you don't expect yeah. the Dutch to be good at speed skating, but good on them. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're gold medalists in speed. Our first ever Olympic gold medal came in short track. The famous Stephen Bradbury. It's everyone fell over and we crossed the line to win the gold. We'll still take that. Um, anyway, that's <laughs> two years' time. We'll get to the Winter Olympics. For Australia, um, two bronze. 
Uh, we sadly, very sad news. Again, this is why Jared's not with us today, because our equestrian team did what Australia does best when we're favourites in an event, we choke. And um, sadly, in the uh, team eventing, we couldn't hold on. Berto couldn't do it for us. Um, and we fell to third. We took the bronze behind Germany and of all countries, France. Um, <laughs> finally won a gold medal. And uh, also, just recently, I'm actually literally watching her being interviewed right now on our TV because she's just been given her medal. Uh, Emma McKeon took a bronze in the 200-metre freestyle in uh, swimming. That is, of course, if uh, you're wondering what sort of uh, sport would have freestyle. So, um, two bronze. Our first day, we haven't won a gold medal, but it's okay, Australia. It's fine. Um, We still might win a couple more, but we'll see how we go. But... um, it's 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 still good that we're winning medals, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that, Colin. I'm still just happy for Canada winning medals every day. <laughs> I'm here talking about, oh, damn, we didn't win a gold. And you're just like going, shut up, we won medals. We did. We keep saying this, that the bronze is the Canadian gold. So we haven't made right now. Well, I guess kind of because we know that Canada gives out money for, for their medals. I, I guess mm-hmm. their budget, maybe, they're getting a bit worried. Because they're like, oh, hey, we only budgeted for, you know, one gold, two bronze, and three silver. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> well, usually the, the goals from one Olympics to the next, there's, you know, big uh, goals that are set, big benchmarks. You know, if we won 18 medals in one Olympics, then they'll say, we want to crack, you know, 22 next time. And it is surprising that their goal from London to now was that they wanted to increase from 18 to 19 medals. So there probably was something to that whole budget scare that uh, uh, we don't want to get too wild here. Maybe just one extra medal. <laughs> it's so fascinating to hear. The, like, I mean, this is this is something that I wish they would put online. Like, what is every country's goal for the Olympics? Like, you know, Canada, we want to win, you know, 17, 18 medals. Australia, it's the finished top five. Like... You know, does Uzbekistan come out and just be like, I don't know, we want one bronze in the national holiday? I don't know. I mean, Uzbekistan, are, I think, have won more than one medal already. Um, they have- I think their goal is they want to be number one in the Estan rankings. True. Yes, exactly. Um, what we were talking about yesterday, the small states of Europe, like Liechtenstein, are just praying for a medal. Uh, Uzbekistan have won two bronze. So, gee, they've already doubled their tally I was talking about. But, um, I mean, for Australia, like, you know, after one day, we're on top of the medal tally. It's like, oh, my God, we're the best in the world. And, like, just the things that people are saying and getting over the top. It's like, guys, China and USA obviously just haven't put any athletes on today. They've had a rest day. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, they're giving people a head start. Like, don't count your chickens. This isn't the Commonwealth Games, all right? Like, we're not going to top the medal tally. Um... But, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Well, maybe maybe people from other countries who are listening can tell us. Like, if you're listening from Uzbekistan, tell us what your country's goal was. Like, if you're listening... I know there are people listening from New Zealand. Like, what's the country reaction right now to two silver? Like, seriously, is it a national week of celebration? Um, you know, like, oh, my God, two silver, we don't know what to do. That was a really bad... You know, as, as we've learned, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but... Uh, we have as many New Zealand listeners that we have confirmed today as New Zealand has medals. Well, that, that, is, that is actually true. That is a legitimate, 
truth statement from Colin Hilding. Yes, uh, we may as well say it now. We're on we're on the the topic of it. We had a couple of comments uh, on our Facebook page, and a special shout out to uh, like you legitimately know you're doing well when you've got two comments and you can actually name them. Like I'm sure Roy and HG have like two comments every point one of a second. Um, but Carly Wood and Riley Johnston, hello uh, across the Dutch. Um, we got. <laughs> We got a messy uh, comment from Carly saying, "Loving the podcast, guys. Even if I am a Kiwi." Um, and Riley Johnson said, "Me too." Even they apologize for it. Like, how does that make you feel? Well, because you should apologize. You're from New Zealand. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like... there go Carly and Riley. We're sorry. <laughs> I, I like. I am legitimately meant to be going to New Zealand next month, and I think they're going to be closing the borders. <laughs> Can I see your passports here? Oh, yes. Hello. How are you? Oh, are you Ben Water? Yes. Oh, no, I've heard about you. I want to give another shout out to another listener or reader or uh, associate of the show, our first ever athlete to officially endorse ah, off the yes, podium, yes. Canadian swimmer Emily Overholt, mm-hmm. who liked one of uh, my tweets uh, in, involving, I think it was episode two. And just yesterday, she replied to one of my tweets, the picture I put up of me and my three-month-old son watching her in the Olympics. As I've told the story, he was uh, so into her event that he would keep staring at the TV instead of eating. And then the next day, smiled at her uh, and laughed and giggled as she was being interviewed on TV, which he's never done before. He usually doesn't do that in person. <laughs> and she did reply to that. So big shout out to Emily Overholt, our number one fan. What did she say? Did she ask him out for a date? Like, you're trying to set them up. Like, I mean, I know it's a bit of an <laughs> age gap, but... <laughs> yes, his uh, future... Um, what's the word for uh, what? cougar, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> Emily Overholt, the cougar wife of my three-month-old son. Um, yeah, I don't have it open. I'll have it. I'll have the quote by the end of the episode here. The fact that she's twenty years old and considered a cougar. Um, that's, uh, 18. 18. Eighteen. Oh, sorry, geez. You can tell that. You can tell Colin that I like to add a couple of years to the girls' ages just to make me feel better. So. Uh. <laughs> oh, here we go. So. The picture I posted was us watching her as she was being introduced in her event. And she replied and said, this is so cute with an exclamation mark. Thanks for cheering. Oh, oh, that's sweet. I think we should all make it a goal to see what athletes we can get to reply to us. Even like, I mean, I'm waiting for these fan messages to like, you know, come back to us from from the AOC to be like, you know, oh, Ben, you know, Britt Elmsley read your message. You know, here's a phone number. Um, (laughs) Funny enough. On that topic, um, one of Canada's uh, more famous volleyball players on the men's team, Rudy Verhoff. Um, of course, yes, Rudy. Today, I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, as I'm coming home from work, uh, a tweet that he, uh, he tweeted. And when I opened it up, it was basically, uh, I don't know if it's, it was just a link that he had my, myself and about six other people tagged in for some charity called Save the Children, the U.S. site. So I don't I don't know if he's aware that he's actually promoting the U.S. site because I looked up and there is a Canadian site for uh, Save the Children. <laughs> and I felt special for a second. Like, I'm one of maybe six people that he decided to share this with, uh, only to see that he has put out over uh, the course of an hour about 90 tweets for 
every single follower he had <laughs> just posting this link to save the children USA. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine if like, Justin Bieber did that? He'd be there for a while. <laughs> just copying and pasting every <laughs> single person who follows him. Uh, well, I mean, look, you got tagged by an Olympian, so, like, take it. Why not? Like two of them in one day. Exactly. You know, I I haven't, so I'm jealous. All right. Or maybe it's just Canada and the Summer Olympics. Like if this is the Winter Olympics. You know, twenty of Australia's team, the whole team would be able to retweet us. Um, so <laughs> and sadly, this just in. Bat Horse tweeted Jared Lubick today. Ah. So Ben, you're the only one not on the board here. Yeah. Gee. Wow. I think I think the um the females of the Olympics have got a restraining order against me. <laughs> and now New Zealand. Um, it's funny actually. Just quickly, really off topic. Would I mean joking about the Australian Winter Olympic team back in 2014 in Sochi when we, uh, I mean we came home with three medals. But um, our aerial skier David Morris, who was a complete shock. No one expected him to win a medal. He got silver in it. Um, I mean, I actually found him on Facebook. Like, he's on Facebook because <laughs> that's just Australian Winter Olympians. Like, they don't, no one knows who they are. And messaged him and got to interview him on my radio show at the time within only a couple of months. Like, try doing that right now with any Australian athlete. You wouldn't get with the bar of them. I'm sure you wouldn't be able to do that with Canadian Winter Olympians. But, hey, look, where am I the shot of interviewing the entire Canadian medal winners uh, after these Summer Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll aim, we'll aim high. Uh, so Aussie results, just going over this other ones that weren't medals, cause there are a lot more of these. Um, so going through these in tennis, sadly, uh, Sam Stoza does what she does best and lose. Um, she lost Angelique Kerber and he's out. So sadly for Australia, we're no longer represented in tennis, except for the mixed doubles, which they announced their teams. She'll hit the court, uh, once again with John Pierce. Um, in in those parts of the tennis, uh, that part of the tennis when that starts. Um, boxing, uh, we had a win. Daniel Lewis uh, in the middleweight category beat Poland's Tomasz Jablowski. Sailing, again, there were lots of things happening in that, so I'm not going through all of that, but we'll win medals next week. Water polo, I want to talk about this later. I've watched the water polo. I loved it. Um, Australia beat Russia 14-4. to so, obviously, Russia's drugs hadn't arrived yet, so um, we'll take that. <laughs> um, this is what happens when you go into the Olympics sober, Russia. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, in the soccer, football, great result. Matilda's uh, 6-1 win over Zimbabwe through to the quarterfinals. Um, so, great work. And I, I, Actually, I won't spoil Canada's results because I did that a lot, and I'm sure you want to say what happened to the Canadian team. Um and if you didn't know what happened to them, you're feverishly Googling it right now. <laughs> the rugby, <laughs> the men's competition started. Uh, it was a bad start for our team who lost to France. What is this losing to France, Australia? Come on. Um, 31 to 14 before we knocked it up and beat Spain 24 to 12. Still in with a chance of the quarters. Archery, our bronze medalist in the individual categories, Taylor Worth. He's into the round of 16. Uh, sadly, Alec Potts lost. He's out. And Ryan Tyak shoots tomorrow, so he's still to go. Canoeing. Um, sadly, Ian Burrows just missed out on the final of the slalom by 0.09 of a second, if you don't mind. Sadly for him. Basketball. The Opals. Uh, well, we got one back over France. 89-71. Still undefeated in women's basketball. Hockey. Now, this is, this is an absolute joke. Like, when it comes to gold medal certainties, you would always put money on the Kookaburras. The men's hockey team the best in the world been the best in the world for like 15 years 
and we literally as have, kookaburras tend to be yeah, yeah exactly they laugh their way to success but there is just something about the australian men's hockey team when it comes to the olympics that we choke like we've only ever won the one gold medal in the history of it like our women's team have won more than the men even though the men are generally better at hockey than women no disrespect to the hockey roos but uh we lost to spain yesterday one nil and we lost to fucking belgium one nil like they're not even a powerhouse of the sport. Like, that's a middle-of-the-road team. Like, this is ridiculous, Kookaburras. Pick your game up. Like, God, chokers. Um, anyway, rowing. Um, the Kim Brennan, one of our best gold medal chances. It was her birthday today. Happy birthday, Kim. She's through to the semifinals of the uh, single skulls. Ryan Grant is also into the semis of the men's single skulls, while our men's pair also into the semifinals. Uh, sadly, though, our men's and women's double skulls have been eliminated. Uh, the equestrian, as I mentioned, we won a bronze in the team. Sadly, Berto couldn't back up his bronze medal and finish fifth, I think, in the individual. And there was another guy there, too. I don't give a shit about him. I only care about Berto. And um, in the judo, Katarina Haker was eliminated uh, in the 63-kilogram division. So that's uh, the Aussies. There was some other results in swimming, which, as I said, we got a bronze and a few through to finals and stuff. But we'll be here all day if we went through that. So what happened to Canada, Colin? Uh, well, we'll save the best for last. Uh, let's start with the most surprising result after, I guess you could consider them our beach volleyball A-team in the men's. Uh, they went down last night. Uh, big surprising result here. Saxton and Sh- uh, Chalk, who are our B-team, actually upset Brazil. Uh, and they're moving forward. And Brazil, I believe they said, was the fourth-ranked team in the world. So, uh volleyball the men's side were definitely pulling off some upsets and um the equestrian (laughs) something i still have not watched in team jumping canada placed 10th overall (laughs) so we cracked the top 10 i guess uh field hockey something else i have to be in the top 10 yeah well exactly like come on it is sad that in the summer olympics i have in the past not so much anymore but i have watched summer olympians who actually say they came in hoping for a top 12 finish <laughs> and that kind of sums up how we performed in the past but that's uh, again we'll australia in the winter olympics we get like a fifth yeah. and it's like blanket yeah, exactly. coverage on channel seven the next day like we got a fifth yeah <laughs> uh field hockey something i've not had a chance to watch yet uh canada lost seven nothing to the netherlands well, uh, that's a sad loss there. In all fairness, is Netherlands, the Netherlands good in field hockey? They're probably like the Russia in in ice hockey. To what? Like they're pretty much one of the best countries in the world. Yes, absolutely. Okay, then no shame there. But <laughs> at the same time, if our volleyball players can upset, why can't our field hockey players? <laughs> it does have hockey in the title. We should have higher standards for this, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> shooting, Linda Kiko. I don't know what her name is. Um, she didn't advance to the semifinal. She placed 40th in precision. Yeah, poor Linda. 40th place. Like, you're way behind our top 10 goal that we have for Canada in shooting. Uh, There is a big win here for soccer. I... uh, fairly nerve-wracking watching this uh this game earlier on the women's soccer we were losing one nothing to germany we ended up winning two to one both goals scored by the same player melissa tancredi and uh we're not quite there yet but i 
I'm going to assume this is going to be the breakout star of the men's swimming team, Santo Condorelli. I'll have a bit of a rant on him later on, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he qualified with the third fastest time in the 100-meter freestyle. So he'll be moving on. And um, breaststroke, we cacked. 200-meter uh, <laughs> butterfly, we cacked. <laughs> Let's not even get into that. And tennis, poor Jeannie Bouchard and Gabriela Dabrowski, they're eliminated. Nice. But our men's doubles, uh, Vasek Pospisil and your old uh, friend Daniel Nestor, they are moving on to the semifinals, uh, beating Italy. Okay, well, good news there. That's that's good. Again, Canada doing better than well, Australia in tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, though, when it comes to rowing, you had twice as much to report on success as I do because our women's pairs are out. But uh, Carling Zeman, who uh, completely uh, blew everybody away in uh, her her heats earlier on before the wave started, (laughs) 30 seconds ahead of everybody, she is advancing to the semifinals, uh, but she didn't advance as uh, as high, I guess, or didn't place as high as she was third in her quarterfinal, but still enough to get her through. And the big news of the day being the diving 10-meter synchronized platform, Megan Benfetto and Rosalind Fillion, the heroes of Canada, two Olympics in a row, bronze medal, the Canadian gold, very tight event. I'll talk about it a little bit later on when we talk about uh, the events we watched today. Well, it's it's fascinating how much you talked about rowing before. Oh, Canada, we're so good at I rowing. Know. Like, we're the best. Um, well, it's doing well for you, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in some other results, I just actually want to go over the football and the tennis in just a second. I'm literally watching right now, probably you are too, I don't know what Canada thinks of Michael Phelps, but... Um, I guess the big news out of outside of Canada and Australia, Michael Phelps has just won his you know lazy twentieth gold medal. Um, you know why not? Um, and I just really quickly with him, I don't know if you saw it when he won the race and he did his whole little you know hand gestures. Number one, number one. it was a bit yeah. cocky, but the the one thing I will say for Michael Phelps. Um, Yesterday, they, for some reason, Channel 7 decided, like, hey, let's interview Michael Phelps. It's like, of course, you know, he's clearly Australian. So they've cut to the pool deck <laughs> commentator. And like, I think they've cut a little bit too early because they've cut to him, obviously, when he's standing there, like, waiting for to get the cross. Like, okay, you're live on air. So you've got him standing there just, like, sort of have a half smile, waiting to get the thumbs up, you're on air. Meanwhile, Michael Phelps is standing in the background, incredibly impatient, and he's literally gesturing his hand in a circular motion, giving him the wind-up, like, going, come on, hurry up, I need to go. (laughs) And And this is the humble, (laughs) like, completely reformed, nice guy, Phelps, who I was was praising just, what, 48 hours ago. Yes, and then they've literally gone, blah, 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 is that with Michael Phelps? And he's like, Yes, I'm here with Michael Phelps, Michael. And then all of a sudden, Michael puts on a smile and is all like, oh, yes, you know, I'm so pleased to be here in Rio and I love Australia. And it's like, dude, we just saw you being so impatient that you're like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, I, I, I'll say with, with Phelps, I guess the other thing that was big news today, I don't know if you caught it, was the hashtag Phelps face yes. that was all over the internet today. Yes. It really does look hilarious. Like, I've always thought that there was a slight resemblance with Michael Phelps and a gorilla. Um, He kind of has this gorilla expression a lot of the time, and that Phelps face, it looked like a very angry gorilla. He's got the long arms. 
it, it was played up so much right before this showdown with Laclo today that you know there's this big rivalry. And in the end, when Phelps was doing his big celebration, you know, which really, if you think about it, I mean, yeah, it looked a little bit arrogant, but I think it's the first time he's ever smiled or celebrated at all every time 24 medals or whatever. But then he's sitting there and he's fist bumping Laclo and Laclo completely fell apart in this race. Like it was almost embarrassing watching him. Mm-hmm. He, I've never seen a swimmer actually multiple times in the last 50 meters turn over and stare at the competition as he just slipped further and further back, like the nerves just got to him. But these guys are fist bumping afterwards. But the whole Phelps face really was funny leading up to this. I'm actually just worried watching the coverage right now. They've got a super slow-mo of Michael Phelps macking it on with a baby. Um, I don't know if you Yeah, they, they were just showing that on CBC <laughs> about two minutes ago. Yes. Um, hmm, all right. Uh, it's kind of interesting how this whole meme thing's taken off. Because uh, was it London we had Michaela Maroney with her, like, disappointed face that kind of took it... By storm and we're talking about future wives Michaela Maroney um well she's not an Olympian anymore but we'll go back four years uh, and she is legal she's 21 before you say anything um so, now <laughs> now but good anyway so we, we, we live in the age of the meme so that's good um outside of Phelps uh Greece won their first gold I think that's maybe of note because they're the home of the Olympics uh, you know, good on Greece. Uh, that came in the 25-metre pistol shooting for Anna Korakai. Good for her. Um, and I'll go over some of those other results very shortly. But just I just wanted to touch on the football really quickly. So the women's tournament, the knockout stages are getting there. So it looks as though, Canada, you're going to be playing France in the quarterfinals. Ooh, the French. Um, and <laughs> you could be playing the Germans again in the semis. I don't get this. Like, looking at the knockout bracket right now, Australia are through to the quarters, so we will either play... Uh, well, we're going to play the winner of Group E or the US. So let's pray for the winner of Group E, who at the moment, if I look at it, is currently Brazil. Oh, fuck, we're screwed either way. Uh, oh, you got Brazil or US. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the Matildas, let's get out in the quarters again. <laughs> um, the men's, uh, well, they don't have sort of best of third. They've just got the top two going through. And the only team that's confirmed to go through right now is Nigeria. They're so far on top that they can't be caught. Um, I'm a huge, huge, huge German soccer fan. They're like my team in the World Cup, reigning World Cup champions. It's great. Um, they've got a team in the men's uh, tournament for the first time in forever. And they're in a, a really tough group, South Korea, Mexico, and Fiji. They've had two draws against South Korea and Mexico, the two teams that are hard to beat. But then they've got Fiji tomorrow, which they should hopefully win that about 10-0 to get through at least. So interesting there and the tennis i mean these are kind of the sports i wanted to touch on because like i think we mentioned at the beginning like we'll no doubt talk about sports should they be in the olympics or not and these are kind of two that often get brought up i personally think football at least the men's tournament shouldn't because i know it's the world game and it's the most popular sport in the world and yes i can see the argument for it but the world cup of soccer is bigger than the olympics in terms of people who watch it and countries that compete so if you've got a sporting Mm -hmm. event that's bigger than the olympics it shouldn't be in the olympics that's just my opinion tennis should be i think tennis is a good case for it maybe you can tell me what you think of that but um the big names in the tennis uh, you go now yes yeah i'll just touch on yeah i'll touch on it now um I think the difference with tennis is that you either have to include it or you can't include it at all. Like, if you look at uh, when they made the switch with hockey back in 2002, 
the main reason was because prior to that, you only have junior players. So as soon as they hit 19, they're all going professional. And I think the issue with tennis is that as soon as you hit, what, 15 or 16, you're going pro. So there's really no way to include the sport otherwise. And at least it's something that's competitive with countries from around the world. This isn't something where you're you're going to have like a complete blowout from just two or three countries. Yeah, good point. Um, I don't know, like... With with football, like as well, like I mean, with men, obviously, you're only allowed to have what two or three people over the age of 23. So it's basically the under 23 tournament. I think women, it's still professionals, isn't it? Like, there's no restrictions on the women's side of things. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, ten, yeah. The big names in the tennis, though, because I mean, a lot of people. You know, obviously, Djokovic is out in the men's side of things. Murray, your favorite, and Jared's favorite. He's still through. He uh, beat the great Argentinian Juan Monaco six three six one today. Um, and then did Rafa make it through? Yes, he did. He's uh, He beat uh, Andreas Seppi. They had a bit of that on TV today. And he'll play Gilles Simon, the Frenchman. So um, it's kind of a bit of a less star lined up in the men's tennis tournament now. There's not many, you know... With Djokovic going down, for sure. You've only really gotten a down. I mean, Simon's pretty big. Uh, Goffin from Belgium, sure. Chilich, yeah. Okay, there's a few still in there. Uh, the women's uh, side of things, though, obviously, everyone's all on Serena. She's still in it. Um, she plays uh, Elena Svitlona of, of Ukraine, and if she wins, she's through to play Petra Kvitova, so that'll be a good match. Um... Just going through some of the other names still in it. Uh, Madison Keys is still in it for America, um, but yeah, no, there's a few few big names have gone in that one too. It's, it's interesting tennis. I don't know. Like uh, I'm a tennis fan anyway, so I always am intrigued to see who will go there all the way. You did. You mentioned your, your Canadian doubles. You've got Rafa up next. We mentioned this yesterday, didn't we? Uh, Nestor and Pospis oh. will play Lopez and Nadal in the semis. So, hey, just think mm-hmm. about this, Colin. If you win that match, you're guaranteed at least a silver medal. So, you'll win a silver medal. So... <laughs> And if we lose, we still get to play for one of our two positions, third or fourth. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, and the mixed doubles, as I mentioned before, that gets announced halfway through. It got announced, so and you don't have a team in the mixed doubles, sadly to say, Colin. Um, so <laughs> clearly, Canada doesn't give a shit. So um, <laughs> just the the other the medalist uh, today, we had a few. Um, and again, as I mentioned right now, we still have two at the time of recording this that actually need to be decided. But uh, by the end of it, if they happen, we'll let you know. So in the canoeing, I mentioned before, the slalom, the men's, Australia didn't make it through. But, uh, God, France won more than one gold medal today. What's going on here? Uh, Dennis Gagoud-Chanut from France. Chanut? I don't speak French. He's... Gold for France, you know. Uh, yeah, China won gold in the diving, the 10-metre platform. Shen Rulin and Li Huiqiu. Uh Germany got some medals today. I'm happy for that. Michael Jung, gold in the individual eventing in the equestrian. Yeah, we know France took it in the team. Good for them. Uh, South Korea got a gold in the men's epee in the fencing. Park Sang-yung took that one. Uh, the gymnastics. Now, I said to you off-air that by the time I woke up and realised it was on, I'd missed it. And I was so disappointed. I'm going to have to go through the... Uh, the highlights on the app, uh, but America absolutely shattered in in the women's artistic team all around. Um, goal there to Simone Biles, the, the star of the game. She's been talked up so much. Gabby Douglas, Laurie Hernandez, Madison Cookian, and Ali Raisman. Uh, Russia cheated their way to silver, and China um, 
<laughs> got their eight-year-olds to get bronze. So, uh, anyway. Uh, judo, our favourite sport of the game so far. Russia took their... Wow, they've won a gold. I wonder how long will it take to get rid of that. Uh, 81 kilograms. Kasun Kalmazev. Yeah, that Russian guy, he got that one. And Slovenia. Oh, they've got their first gold of the games. Tina Tristanjak won the women's 63 kilograms. Shooting, as I mentioned, Greece took that one. Swimming, uh, as of right now... Uh, yeah, Phelps, 200-meter butterfly, uh, the women's 200-meter freestyle, Katie Ledecky again, so kind of the king and queen of the pool there for America. Still waiting on the men's 4x2 and the women's 200-meter IM. Uh, Australia is in that 4x2 freestyle. We only just scraped through. Uh, Britain could knock off the Americans in that one, so there's a shock. And weightlifting, China took another two gold medals. Deng Wei won the women's 63 kilograms in a world record lift, too. Good on you, Deng. And uh, in the men's 69 kilograms, Xi Ji Yong took that one. North Korea, meanwhile, took a silver medal in that women's 63 kilograms. So Klo, uh, Ko Hu Sim will no doubt be murdered when she arrives back home for not bringing home the gold. So, um, there you go. The, the medal tally, uh, then. Uh, did you have anything to add on that, Colin? Before you get to that, an update. The women's 200-meter individual medley. Uh, Hosu, I just finished watching about 60 seconds ago. Hosu won that. All right, okay. Good to see that our Australian coverage isn't showing that. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I knew that. I totally knew that. So, the medal tally. Well, this is this is the first time we've been able to give you a medal tally that won't isn't actually complete. We're still waiting on one, but we'll probably give this a goal to Great Britain. So, uh, the top five, sadly, sadly, Australia have dropped to fourth. Oh, no, this is not good. Um, but it's expected. USA on top, uh, eight gold, eight silver, nine bronze, 25. China also with eight gold, but they've only won the three silver. See, you've got to win those silver. That's why we're behind Hungary right now, because we haven't won a silver. Um, China second, Hungary. Look at this. Four gold, one silver, one bronze. They've won two, three less medals than us, but... We are behind them because we have one less silver. So this is where right now the 4 by 200 metres is about to start. Australia, win us a silver. Um, Russia are in fifth. We're beating Russia, which really isn't that hard in these Olympics. Um, and Canada, you're still sitting pretty in 29th place, which is still behind New Zealand, Colin. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Well, the good news is... You're making Carly and Riley look good here. The, the good news, though, Colin, and the good news for the world, is New Zealand didn't win a medal today. So uh, That's right. <laughs> they're, they're, Even Canada winning, we still fall behind them not winning. They're a question team. Let them down, brew. Um, so, yeah, the rowing's on this weekend. I'm sure New Zealand, you might win a few more medals. Uh, so, yeah, 54 countries at the moment have won medals, uh, just in case uh, you sh- wanted to know that. Uh, well, 63, actually. What's going on here? Oh, because there's more bronze medalists, and oh, I, know, I understand. I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, what did you watch today, Colin? We've talked a little bit about some of the stuff we watched, but what else did you watch today? Uh, well, I left the house at 6 o'clock this morning, and... Um the rowing was on probably from about i actually chose to walk to work today which takes me two hours as opposed to driving because i figured if i drive i'm just gonna sleep in and i'll miss everything and i'll be at work i can't watch it if i walk i can watch it while i'm walking so i was watching the rowing while i walked to work today and saw carling zeman uh move ahead in her uh quarterfinal and uh on my lunch break i tried to watch the canoe slalom uh but canadian app fail of the day for about 10 minutes as the event was going on it was fixed on one camera showing the entire course and in a small blip in the corner of my phone 
I could see the big screen that everybody else was watching showing the event going on. <laughs> and just as the proper feed with commentators kicked in, I had to go back to work. But luckily that was on when I got home. I, I had been recording it throughout the afternoon at home. Came home, that was the first thing I watched. And uh, I said it before, it's not an event that I really follow because it doesn't really get a lot of coverage. But it's it, it just looks so much... You watch the Olympics and you like to see the competition. Sometimes you watch something and it just looks like fun. Like, even if I sucked at this royally, I would love to do it. And that's one of the events I would love to do. Uh, following that, I had tried all afternoon to avoid any possible spoilers on the diving so that I could watch it, not live, but not have to watch the recaps. I love how you have to avoid and, spoilers, like Game of Thrones. Like, oh, don't tell me who dives! Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when... Um, when the the CBC app pushes updates to your phone every time you win a medal, and it's not even like there's a delay. It's like 30 seconds after Canada wins a medal. It's like it comes up a flash across your phone. Medal alert! Canada wins in. So I had to spend about 10 minutes this morning figuring out how to turn all notifications off on this thing. And I avoided anything on social media throughout the entire day uh, on the way home. I did see one quick thing where it said Canada wins another medal. And I turned my eyes away, didn't want to spoil it. Because I just had to watch diving's quickly become like my favorite summer Olympic sport. I had to watch it. And that occupied probably an hour and a half of my evening. Uh, which really was everything up until the swimming started today. And... Uh, I have to say, the the Phelps and Leclo thing, uh, the, there's a Canadian commentator fail, not quite as funny as yours, but we'll get to that later on. That was an exciting event. Uh, we should mention Michael Phelps ties the all-time individual medal record. Uh, a Russian gymnast from the 50s and 60s had 14 medals, and he's now got his 14th gold medal. But the real highlight for me was uh, Ledecky and um, Sostrom. Mm. that to me felt like i don't know if you watched the Indeed, event yes. but it felt like back in sydney when i was watching uh thorpe you know it felt like the classic thorpe and phelps uh showdowns that there used to be thorpe and, and Ho- van back then. what's that i don't remember uh the dutch swimmer van den hoogenband there was a big rivalry between them in sydney well i just remember those days where you'd watch the races and it would be like down to a fingertip mm. is how close mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. and that's the way it was with ledecky and sostrom and it's funny because the commentator got ahead of themselves and they were saying that you know ledecky halfway through they're like oh there's no doubt she's going to beat her world record and then she obviously slowed down at some point but uh the commentators again a bit of a fail uh when sostrom lost and it was just by a nose they sat there criticizing and said and if you look in the slow motion she took a breath in the last stretch you don't need that oxygen in the last few meters you need to win it's like well, you need the oxygen to live. How dare so... she breathes? <laughs> that breath cost her the goal. But either way, that was probably the most exciting uh, swimming event I've seen in years. So I love that. And uh, just finished watching uh, Hosu win again. So it's still going on right now. The relay is going on. That that brings me up to now as the relay is 2 minutes and 21 seconds in. Yeah, well, I'm about 10 seconds ahead of you because I'm 2 minutes 33 in. But like... Uh, Australia just we led we we went out like a bullet out of the gate the first turn we were above the world oh, record spoilers and, come on and um, 150 meters into this we were winning and we've done what Australia does best and choke and we're down to fourth at the moment I think by the looks of things so I don't think we're expected we may be a chance at a bronze but 
I mean, we won this back in Sydney. We used to be the best in the world of this by a long shot. But, um, you know, when you have Thorpe and Hackett and Clem and those sort of people in your team, you're going to win. But now when we've got people that I can only probably name um, Mac Horton, I don't know the other three. So um, that's the state of men's swimming in this country right now. We don't even know half of who we've got in our team anymore. So... Um, well, I just saw U.S. lose their world record pace. They're quickly slipping back from the world record pace there. So we could do kind of a live commentary here. Well, I, I don't know if we're allowed to, but stuff it. No one's listening. We've got two New Zealanders listening to us. I don't think they're going to like report us to the IOC. They don't even know what the IOC is. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, we're in second now. Come on, Aussies. We need that silver. Let's do it. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm more excited for a silver medal. Right now, I think it's, we're in lane like. Six. You're in the silver position. Yeah, and Japan are in one tenth of a second up. Well, Brit- Britain are the world champions in this one. They they were the fastest qualifiers at this, and uh, mm. I think oh, they look like they're slowly coming at it now. Uh, we're stuck out in lane six, and yeah, we've dropped a third now. Japan are back ahead of us, the bastards. Um, it's very clear nobody's beating the U.S. right oh, now. Oh, well, of course. Like, I could fly to Rio right now and swim for America and still win. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> they're that far ahead. Um, you just put that offer out there if you actually want to test this. And just just for those at home, Canada aren't in this, but uh, Colin's loosely rooting for Belgium in lane one. Um, so, <laughs> come on, the Belgians! The, the iconic swimming nation of Belgium. <laughs> I think of great Belgian swimmers. I couldn't name you one. Anyway, um, what did I watch? Well, I'm watching the swimming right now, funnily enough. I think you just said that, Colin. Um, it's fascinating with swimming. You know when they're on the blocks and they do the whole, take your mark? Is that like a guy doing that each time, or is that like a pre-recorded take your mark? <laughs> because it sounds like the same guy every single swimming meet I ever watch. I don't know. I didn't realise today, I can't remember which uh, which event it was in, where they had to call the swimmers back up because one song. person in the crowd yelled out, mm-hmm. and then they, they couldn't start. Apparently, you can't start it if there's any noise from the crowd. And one guy yelled something out, and they all of a sudden had to stand up and you know wait a couple of seconds again for it to start. And the entire crowd booed the one guy that delayed the race by ten seconds. <laughs> I think like, you don't want to be the one guy who's in the crowd. I think it's because yeah, because obviously swimming you're only allowed to have one false start. It's not like I think in athletics you're allowed to have at least two, aren't you? But um, yeah, I I was watching, it was a Phelps one because everyone was going Gaga over Phelpsy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, still intrigued with this right now. We've fallen behind the Brits. This isn't good if Australia gets beaten by Britain in swimming. Like for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, you know, we have we talk about our rivalry with New Zealand. Like we obviously have a rivalry with Britain. I think it's a bit more respected because I mean they're technically our parents. So you know we kind of have to be a certain bit nice to them. But we don't lose them in uh-huh. swimming. Like, Technically, aren't they more like your wardens? <laughs> well, we are a prison island, according to the Chinese, anyway. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, yeah, I watched about five minutes of the gymnastics. Uh, equestrian, obviously, of course. The rugby. Uh, I'm enjoying the rugby. I, I wish all rugby was like the rugby sevens. Uh, but funnily enough, like this is... I don't know. This isn't meant to sound sexist. If it comes across as sexist, it's a future apology. Colin's gone, oh, no, Ben, shut up. But I've, I've found... I found the women's rugby more entertaining, and generally I will find men's sport more entertaining, and I don't mean that to sound offensive, like I'm just putting it out, except for gymnastics, but like I found the the women's (laughs) rugby a lot more entertaining than the men's rugby. I don't know what it is, Colin, I don't know if you noticed that as well, or... Oh yeah, we won in women, so I (laughs) completely agree with you. (laughs) Are you even in the men's rugby? I don't think you are. We don't like to lose, that's the only reason we're saying this right now. Yep. 
Yep, and uh, we're about to see a gold medal here to America. And Britain are going to get silver. Japan get third. Australia got fourth! Yes! <laughs> oh, spoilers again. I'm like 10 seconds behind. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, what I watched the hockey again. I used to play hockey. This is field hockey, Colin. Um, and again, as I think I mentioned on this show, one of Australia's best hockey players, Eddie Ockenden, uh, he's Tasmanian. I used to play against him. He wasn't on my team, but he was on one of our teams that, in my league who beat us every single game. They were like the best in the competition. So um, clearly my practice that I gave him to score lots of goals against me hasn't done any good because they've lost two in a row. Um, and the water polo. Now, I've watched water polo before. We won a gold medal back in Sydney in the women's water polo, famously uh, in sudden death. It was, you know, golden goal. It was just one of the best goals we won in Sydney. I love water polo. It's such a fascinating sport to watch because, like, you've just got to imagine what these athletes are doing. at the one. They've got to swim. They've got to, like, tread water. Like, I'm, I'm a shit swimmer. And, like, I could not imagine having to get a ball, catch it, jump up and shoot it. Like... Seriously, it's such an effort, and I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, videos of underwater, what's happening in water polo, when they're, like, grabbing each other's crotches and, like, pulling their swimsuits <laughs> aside, and just, it's quite a dirty sport underneath the water if you ever see these clips of it. But, um, I don't know. There's how... an X-rated version of the Olympics water polo out there somewhere. <laughs> like, there's, like, a porn director's cut that Ben's seen. Brazzers. Um, I don't know if you've seen much of water polo or how big water polo is in, uh, Canada. I mean, it's huge in America. I don't know if it crosses the border, but yeah, I, I love water polo. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I like to watch it. We don't get a lot of coverage. It's kind of the filler sport here. Uh, when I saw it the other day, it was just because rowing was delayed, and that's when we do get the coverage. But every time it happens, I'm always making sure to tune in. So it's. I wish that we had more of it. I wish underwater hockey was an Olympic sport because, um, you know, <laughs> people talk about synchronized swimming being a pretty poor uh, spectator sport. Imagine underwater hockey. Um, that's that's a TV <laughs> sport if I ever could think of one right now. So. Um. I feel like, you know, you said hockey and said it was field hockey. Canadians actually call that thawed hockey. That's what our name for it is. <laughs> yes. So, Flint Flon 2028, get ready for Canada dominating thawed hockey. Thawed hockey, yes. Oh, the, every now and then when they get a heat wave, you know, yeah, that's when it happens. We should, we should mention, I mean, we, we've kind of just completely skimmed over the fact that USA have won this gold medal because there's a certain man on TV right now who's just won his 21st gold medal, um, Michael Phelps. Like, just, I think we need to put out a public service announcement to the man stop winning gold medals like it's you know can we just mention what is more awkward michael phelps necking a baby michael phelps felt face or michael phelps with hickeys all over his shoulder like what is the most awkward thing about michael phelps in these olympics colin they're cupping marks bullshit uh, <laughs> clearly they're hickeys from all the babies that he's getting it on with uh, so, <laughs> um I just, I, actually, this is this is actually quite funny. I'm not actually making this up. I don't know if this is going to get removed from Wikipedia. I've just gone to the Wikipedia page of the all-time medals table, right, to be like, oh, this is how many Michael Phelps has won. Somebody has legitimately added Michael Phelps to the all-time <laughs> medal list on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's got to be sorted by gold medals. Ethiopia, 21 gold. Michael Phelps, we haven't updated this, Michael Phelps, 20 gold. Argentina, 18 gold. And Austria, 18 gold. <laughs> this is hilarious. The Democratic Republic of Phelps. <laughs> yeah. 
This is where, like, Uzbekistan need to just give him a shitload of money and be like, Michael, swim for us, please. Um, I just think that's hilarious that somebody's actually added him to the medal tally. Um, wow. But, yeah, in all seriousness, he's won as many gold medals as Ethiopia has in their history. So um, he's only now two behind Brazil. <laughs> so Brazil better pick their game up in the home Olympics. Wow. The host nation. Yes. Canada have won a total of 59 gold medals in the Summer Olympics, so he's nearly halfway to Canada's total. Um, And according to Australian commentators, that's quite surprising that it's that low. Yes, exactly. Australia and their Canadian knowledge. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) athlete of the day. I don't have as many as I usually do for this one, Colin, but yeah. Um, I have one, uh, and he's also going to come up later in another segment. And he is Canadian. I mentioned him. Uh, maybe the future of the Canadian male swimming team, Santo Condorelli. Uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here with him. And this this has not much to do with his uh, success in the pool today, which is considerable. And I think that he has a good shot at meddling. But Santo Condorelli is the most non-Canadian to ever compete for the Canadian team. Um, he was born in Kita, Hiroshima, Hokeda, Japan, ah, of course. to his parents. Uh, Condorelli, as you can tell, is a heavily Italian name, and he was born in Japan. Uh, he basically is considered Canadian because his mother was born and raised in Kenora, Ontario. Now, he spent the majority of his life living in the United States, competing in the United States, uh, he swims for the University of Southern California. He attended the 2012 United States Olympic Trials for swimming. He was uh, part of the 2014 United States Swimming National Championships. This is two years ago. And he received a bronze medal in the 2015 uh, World Aquatics Championships and the 4x100 Mixed Freestyle Relay. That was in Canada. So only two years ago, he was competing in the United States. Last year, he was competing in Canada. This is something that happens quite often. I mentioned Missy Franklin, that she has dual citizenship, but she actually lived in Canada and had the choice. There are a lot of people who have dual citizenship, and they choose to compete for Canada because basically it's easier to make our Olympic swim team. So that's why Santo Condorelli is here. Uh, Congrats to him for actually having success, even though I don't know if he has ever set foot in this country. Based on his uh, bio, I don't think it's ever happened. This is why I think you might uh, be willing to go with him for Athlete of the Day. It's just come out recently that he was caught on camera giving the middle finger to the crowd uh, right before all of his races. Yes, that's yeah. I've Have seen. I didn't, didn't realize he was Canadian. I've seen that picture going around. But um, wow, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. Hang on. Let me what let me is, say that again. Air quotes. Canadian. Yes, that's right. Quote unquote Canadian. Um, the reason he does this, he gives the middle finger to his father in the crowd who will return the gesture back to him. Quote, this is a quote here, it, as a way to boost confidence and relieve stress. Wow. So seconds before every uh, swim he has, him and his father flip each other off so they could boost each other's confidence and relieve stress. Wow. And that is why he is the most successful, quote unquote, Canadian we have in the pool. Wow. Okay, <laughs> Um, hi, Dad. Fuck you. Um, oh, get success. Um, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Jesus, I've I, I found him. Yeah, you on... mentioned like the degeneration. It's, 
X crotch thrust the other day. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see for the next level. In order for Sandro Condorelli to get the, the gold, him and his father have to just, just suck it to each other before the gold medal. Can we just actually, just on that, seriously, we, we said, I think we were going to talk about this yesterday, but we, like while we're on the topic, this whole entrance of the swimmers coming out like from the side with their big screen behind them, and like we joke about the whole D-Generation X suck it, but I swear we're only a few years away from like fireworks and theme music and like leotards as they walk out onto the thing and you know you're gonna have the stone cold steve austin getting up on the corner belt bucket sculling a beer at the end of a race like michael phelps has won so many right now he's gonna get like the judge and like come on you know like was it earl hagman or whatever the the referee when he used to get him to like (laughs) scull a beer with him after the match like this is what swimming's turning into We are joking about this, but I saw. I, I, I wish I could go back and figure out which country it was from, uh, but I do have it still. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll confirm this later on. But I'm not joking. There was one of the swimmers who came out today and did the John Cena, you can't see me, flash his fingers in front of his face when he walked out in front of the crowd. This is becoming pro wrestling. Oh, God. That's this hilarious. Is we're a few years away from Swimming Mania 17. Are you ready to swim? You know, the only thing bigger in Canada than hockey is pro wrestling. So that will be Canada's entry along with Thawed Hockey for Flint Flon 2028. We could have the swimming version of the Royal Rumble. Just like 30 swimmers jump in and whoever can like fit in the pool to swim to the other end first wins. <laughs> Wow. Flin Flon's going to be really exciting. Like, come on. We need some hashtags for this. Hashtag Flin Flon 2028. We need to get the mayor on. I, I really don't doubt getting the mayor of Flin Flon on for an interview would be that yes. hard of a task. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him, like, opening his emails tomorrow? Like, oh, another big day of being mayor of Flin Flon. Oh, yeah. How many emails <laughs> have I got today? Oh, none again. Oh, wait. I've got an email from Australia. Oh, what? An interview? <laughs> Hey, Marge, what's an interview? What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> Apparently there's a hashtag on the Twitter. Can you show me the Twitter? <laughs> we need to put all these campaign notes about becoming our own um, province again <laughs> to the side. We've got to get some serious shit going on here. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. We're going to make that our task by the end of this to get an interview with the mayor of Flin Flon. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You could. Uh, how far? How far would it take you to drive? How long does it take you to drive there, Colin? <laughs> I've I've never had any reason to go there, but let me just do a quick Google map. To no reason to go this. to Flynn Flon. Shame on you, Colin Hilding. Oh, I love this. When I Google, <laughs> when I Google Flynn Flon, Manitoba, and it comes up on the map, the next biggest thing next to it says Walmart Flynn Flon store. <laughs> Well, and it's not even in Flin Flon, it doesn't look like. I was going to say, at least we know they've got a Walmart. But <laughs> yeah. uh, um, it would take me eight hours non-stop to drive to Walmart. Wow. Or to Walmart. To Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, they really spread out the Walmarts in Canada. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, then. There you go. All right. We're getting the mayor on. We'll see how it works. Um, where are we? What are we doing? Athlete of the day. I, yeah, I don't really have many. I mean, I was just going to put the generic Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, because, yeah, they're so good. But um, I want to give special notes to uh, to Birdo again, just because he choked. 
but um, just because I like saying his name. And special nod again to our friend from yesterday, our, our legendary shooter, Dane Sampson. Sampso, he just needs to be mentioned every day, Sam. I feel, just because he's, um, you know, an Australian icon. He really is. Um, I, I do realize when we sent that message yesterday, and I don't think it occurred to either of us at the time, adding O on to everything, basically we sound like Jar Jar Binks sending a message. <laughs> We so love you so, <laughs> Sam. So, <laughs> too bad if we get a reply like in a week later. Oh my god, are you a Jar Jar Binks fan too? Uh, <laughs> that's why you only finished thirty seventh in shooting, Dave. Uh, so, uh, I just want to add one more thing here to Flin Flon twenty twenty eight before we move on. Wikipedia's page: the economy of Flin Flon. The top five largest employers in Flin Flon, the Hudson Bay Mining and Smelting Company, has 1,400 employees. Second biggest is Flin Flon School Division with 137. Third biggest is the Victoria Inn with 57. And number four on Flin Flon's largest employers is Walmart with 32 employees. 32? <laughs> that is two employees more than Canadian Tire Automotive Supplies. Oh, jeez. What a, what a business they are, too. Like, if you need your tires checked. Go to Canadian Tire Look, Automotive Supplies. <laughs> if we can't get the mayor of Flin Flon on by the end of the show, I promise you we will have an interview with the manager of <laughs> Flin Flon Walmart. Seriously, if we can't get an interview with somebody from Flin Flon in general. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's anybody in Manitoba right now listening and it's closer than eight hours to get to this town, just walk to anybody <laughs> on the street and literally be like, interview and they'll be like, oh, hey, what's that mean, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, yes, all right. Uh, we're up to my wife, apparently. This is such a shit segment. I love it at yeah. the same time. Um, I haven't really got... Uh, well, I didn't have anyone. I actually had some bad news to report for uh, for myself. <laughs> this is really bad news only for me. Um, happened to uh, find my uh, supposed future wife of Britt Elmsley on uh, Instagram, which was nice, and was having a look, and, you know, she's got some great photos up there. Good for her. Uh, but sadly, she's taken, Colin. Like, I didn't, like, Aww. of course she would be, but I'm kind of sad she didn't tell me this. Uh, but so I don't know uh, like look we can always start a campaign to like win her away from her boyfriend but looking at her boyfriend I think I have more of a chance of winning a gold medal at the Olympics so um, yeah can we just go with another hashtag here along with Flin Flon 2028 and can we just get hashtag dump that bum Brit <laughs> dump trending <that> bum Brit <laughs> Done. Absolutely well, I, done. Again, not realizing context till twenty four hours later. Let's let's get the jump on this and realize we might want to rephrase that because it could be taken more than one way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, dump him, Brit. Uh, <laughs> Brexit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the best I can come up with. I'm in the process of writing her a love song that we're going to air on this show, but I don't know anymore, Colin. Like, I might be wasting my time. Um, are they going to show him macking on with a baby again just while I'm watching this footage again? <laughs> Stop kissing I'm the sorry, baby, ben, Michael I Phelps! I don't even know who uh, Britt's boyfriend is, but I'm sorry to say I, I think that you've already lost this battle. <laughs> yeah, you, you found him? Uh, well, I, I... You've lost the battle. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think even I would date her boyfriend. Like, I mean, he's that good looking, so, like, I mean, I think I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the good news front... 
Uh, Anna Derrick, who turns 18 in a month. Um, I don't know if she has a boyfriend, but I might have found another Australian swimmer. So all those people out there who are hoping for my happiness and that I might fall in love and during these games and the podcast. Um, who knows? Uh, our latest swimmer to make the final of the women's 200-meter butterfly. That, of course, is the legendary Brianna Throssell. Uh, so Google her right now, Brianna Throssell. And I don't know. I, I haven't Instagram stalked her yet. Um, so perhaps there's a bit of a chance there, Colin. I, I don't know. Actually, just quickly on Brittany Elsley, I added her on Snapchat because it says it on her Instagram page, but I haven't gotten a snap from her yet. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, Brianna Throssell, I'm happy to report, is uh, officially in her 20s. So <laughs> we've, we've jumped up. A good solid three years from your last future wife. <laughs> Colin is so concerned of how this is going to turn out because she's literally—he's literally like, "Oh shit, I better Google his age, uh, her age." Like, <laughs> While we still have a chance to edit these episodes, yeah. let's confirm it before you say something that you're going to regret. <laughs> oh, that baby that Michael Phelps kissed. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now we're stepping over a line. Uh, I will say, uh, we're talking about uh, Sarah Stroll. I can never say her name, the Swedish swimmer. Sarah Solstrom. Solstrom. So Solstr- yeah, her. I heard them pronouncing Schustrom on one Schustrom. today, so it could be either. <laughs> um, she's, yeah, like, you know, she's, I would I would take her out to watch a game of Thord hockey. Uh, <laughs> I would take you her know, to for a romantic only a weekend. You podcast. This is only a two-week podcast. We're being extra cautious because once we hit the three-week mark on any of our other ones, that's when the hate mail starts. So we're going to end this before it gets really bad. Yeah, I just, I just every time that we have this like segment, it's kind of like, oh, Ben's wife. Like it's almost like Ben's creepy perv segment. Um, like, <laughs> we're trying to be nice and oh, marriage isn't that sort of traditional. And like you know what I'm doing? I just think they're hot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm single now, so this is, like, appropriate. I can, like, search for a wife. It's natural, Colin. You're married. Like, if you weren't married, you'd want someone to take to flim flon with? Like, come on. <laughs> I'm sure there's a flim- That's all I... That's all it came down to uh, before me and my wife got married. I'm like, will you... I didn't ask, will you marry me? I was like, will you go to Flin Flon with me? That's how we propose here in Manitoba. I'm going to change my Tinder profile to have the uh, phrase, just looking for a girl to go to Flin Flon with. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and see if like anybody swipes right, because no one does at the moment. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that changes. Um... Channel 7, shit, shit, shit. This is our segment. I don't really have a whole lot on this today, actually, so I'll just quickly go first, because I think you've got one to go for, Colin. Um, The only thing, really, that I've got, uh, the equestrian, our dear friend Vicky, who is amazing, just watching her comment, well, actually, listening to her commentate the show jumping is something else, because, like, generally, commentators have to kind of be unbiased and calm and all this sort of stuff. Every time an Australian rider, Birdo's on the course or anybody like that, a horse is about to jump over the jump, she literally is like, (gasps) 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 like every single one. It's like, Vicky, shut up. (laughs) You're making this tense. Um, but, and one thing actually I was going to mention in the What I Watch segment, just with the equestrian, you said you didn't watch any of it, but the show jumping is always one of my favourites because, like, each Olympics they have to, like, put jumps up but, like, theme it to the city that they're in. So, like, I remember in Sydney, obviously, they had, uh, like, a boomerang jump. 
and um, like they had a few other ones. This one in Brazil, they had ones with like samba drums on either side of the jumps, <laughs> like little colourful things. So I thought that was kind of funny. There was no Giselle jump, sadly. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and Pelé was meant to be a jump, but he had to pull out because he was sick. Um, so, That's right. Yes. Um, but uh, the the ones here, I'm still getting sick of Channel 7's ads. I don't care about Jumbo's or whatever the fuck he's called. It's just dessert. The big music quiz i don't care like it's a show this is they're advertising a show here colin which is essentially celebrities listening to music trying to guess who sings it uh, so <laughs> look forward Did to I the, guess the lyrics no it's it's not even forget the lyrics it's just literally they're standing at a table and they'll get like a clip of a bird from youtube singing why do birds suddenly appear and then you got somebody hitting a buzzer going the carpenters like that's television in australia <laughs> Um, so look forward to Big Music Quiz Oz coming soon to the Oz Network. Um, yeah. <laughs> but probably the, the only one that I've written down here, and it's only because it sort of happened fairly recently, and I thought it was decent, Basil Zemplis, our swimming commentator, once again, uh, in preparation for the, was it the 200 Butterfly that Phelps uh, won, um, he says, if you're not at work, don't go. If you are, say you're looking at an important spreadsheet. <laughs> like he was saying the, the event was so popular. Like, what boss is walking up? Jenkins, what are you doing? Oh, just looking at a very important spreadsheet, sir. Make sure you look at that very thoroughly, Jenkins. And just, like, walks off. <laughs> Why, Basil, look at the spreadsheet? Know- oh, I'm just looking at porn, boss. <laughs> I was going to say, sadly, that's the same advice people give when you're trying to hide looking at porn at work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so I, I'm intrigued for Canadian commentary fail because I, I think this is going to be better. Um, well, I don't know. Again, it's just more awkward. It's kind of like the whole, you know, there was a vicious stare down from a couple of days ago. Um, there was, uh, I guess, a third swimmer in the, the Phelps Leclo showdown from tonight. Uh, Thomas uh, Kenderesi from Hungary, and they were just talking about the fact that, you know, all the attention goes to Phelps and Leclo, and that every single time uh, this Kenderesi, who's one of the best in the world, is up against them, he tends to lose. And then they just left this thing and said, and they joke, and Phelps and Leclo will joke, probably not to him, <laughs> always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And the way, I don't know why they deliver it that way, like, they're saying it so seriously. And they joke, but but they're so polite. They're like, probably not to him. Why do you feel the need to add that? Like, would it be so bad? They joke to him, always the bridesmaid, never the... They want to remind the audience that Phelps and Leclo are not cruel enough to joke to this man, Kendressi, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Forget about the old Sun Yen, um, uh, the whole rivalry there with the splashing. Like, this is the do not joke to the Hungarians. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) They joke, but not to him. He's Hungarian. He won't laugh. <laughs> they don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> if we know anything about Hungary, it's they have no stand-up comedians. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do laugh, it won't be about cross-dressing. <laughs> their sitcoms have no laugh tracks. They have serious faces <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> the Hungarian version of Friends... Could I be yeah. any more of a Chandler? Mm-hmm-hmm. Not funny. <laughs> it's like a national law in Hungary. Do not laugh. It's not funny. We are Hungarian. We are strong. 
Oh. Okay, so ticking that off the list. Offend country, hungry. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> You've offended genders, countries. <laughs> Babies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Babies. <laughs> oh, this is why the New Zealanders listen to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, brew. We're allowed to laugh in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only there was something funny to laugh about in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and you could joke to them. Always the bridesmaid, <laughs> never the bride. <laughs> yes. Oh, I wish we were included in a joke by Michael Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Phelps has never heard of us. <laughs> Imagine the New Zealand pool deck commentary. Oh, Michael, Michael, can we have an interview, please? <laughs> like, who are you? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Actually, I just have a really random question because... Um, Obviously, you get ads in your car. I mean, I'm guessing you get ads in Canada. <laughs> Why not? Um, oh, what's an addy? Um, there like, you go, offending the Canadians now. Eh, Canada loves me. I'm allowed to offend them. I'm half. I'm basically half Canadian. Um, what's um, McDonald's is like obviously the worldwide sponsor of the Olympic Games, right? And you, I mean, we have ads for McDonald's. We our version of ads this year are the whole like. Um, You'll either have somebody, like, flipping a burger, advertising the new chicken and pineapple burger or the Angus and Egg burger. They're the two new ones that they're promoting in Australia. But you'll have, like, some McDonald's employee flipping a burger and the the narrator's like, This is Jane. She's not an Olympian, but she's still an Aussie legend. And it's like, you know, at the end of the thing, it's all like, McDonald's serving Olympic legends. Uh, No, sorry, let me rephrase that. This joke. This is why no one laughs at us. Like, Hungry would love our podcast. Um, <laughs> I could have edited that bit out, but I leave it in because I somehow think it's funny. Uh, let's try that again. <clears throat> uh, I, I, where am I going with this? Oh, that's right. Angus Burgers. Something like that. McDonald's <laughs> serving Aussie legends, Olympians or not. There we go. That's the where I was meant to go. I'd love to know, like, do, do Canada have, like, an Olympic McDonald's ad? Um, I know that they're offering merchandise like you can if you buy a meal or whatever you can get like a collection of pins but i haven't seen any ads on tv for it uh the the major one here is uh petro canada which any fans of the amazing race oz hosted by sometimes colin hilding uh (laughs) knows the amazing race canada had a huge product placement from petro canada canada's gas station (laughs) And Petro Canada is apparently like the Olympics or the sponsor of Olympians of Tomorrow. And they actually have a very clever series of commercials, which is exactly like the type of heroic commercials you get for the athletes in the Olympics. Uh, it's basically like these these people saying, this is my sport, you know, uh, I'm the greatest. And then it ends, I will not be in Rio. It's like, <laughs> but I will be an Olympian in the next Olympics. And it's basically these people that they're sponsoring the, the training of in hopes that they'll be in the next Olympics. So, then, so it's a clever series of commercials. I'm just waiting for the follow-up in Tokyo. I'm still not in Tokyo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sponsorship money ran out. Fuck you, Petro. <laughs> This never would have happened with McDonald's money. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys have merchandise because we generally do have that too. Like they'll have like our big thing here is like glasses that you can like get a like a frosted mm-hmm. glass for a dollar with like a pictogram of swimming, and they do it for like the World Cup here too. And like we used to collect them, that was kind of cool. But, but they don't have anything. I here. broke my bank. Uh, 
such a shame. Oh, bastards. We ended up, I think I've got about like 20. <laughs> Louise and I ended up with about 20 of the World Cup ones because we went there on like the last day and they were like, oh, we're getting rid of these. Do you want a bunch more? <laughs> like, okay. Because <laughs> they're nice glasses. So, yeah, McDonald's Australia. Like, pick your game up. Um, what are we up to now? Oh, the uh, Canadian Athlete Profile. I think you teased that we had a, a, a decent one today, I think. Um. Well, I think it's appropriate. You know, the only thing he didn't do was uh, flip anybody off in his uh, bio or um, anything like that. But uh, there's a bit of a different context now. We know more about Mr. Santo Condorelli. Uh, Hello, my name is Santo Condorelli, and I'm Canadian. So I really want people to Google these if you're listening. But he's uh, not Canadian. Santo Condorelli, <laughs> who is not Canadian. That's right. Hello. I'm Misanto Santo Condorelli, and I am, let's cross it out, but not Canadian, please. Um, the picture he drew of himself, I am really trying to figure this out. Uh, his torso and his, uh, I guess, genitalia region are both upside-down triangles. Um, he has what looks like black tumors on his arms, which might be biceps. I <laughs> which might a, be biceps. I, yeah. <laughs> He needs to go to the doctor and find out, excuse me, doc, are these biceps or tumors? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It might be a hot dog attaching his head to his body. And I think he uh, drew a space helmet over top of his uh, head as he has his swimming goggles on. That is a picture of Santo Condorelli, the self-portrait. Tumors or biceps, Google it and let us know. Uh, the best candy in the world is Charleston Chew. I hear Charleston's a city in America that he spent more time in than Canada. Um, my favorite sandwich is BLT with extra bacon. He threw that in to convince people he's Canadian. <laughs> this is really sad. I- I'm a huge movie buff, and this is the saddest answer I've ever heard. Shame on you, Santo Condorelli. My favorite sports movie is he originally wrote Rudy and then crossed it out and replaced it with Radio. The have you ever seen radio? I think I've ever heard of radio. I mean, I, I was on the radio, and I, I've got one in my bedroom. But there's a movie on radio. <laughs> there is a movie. Um, it, it, it's a movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. And this will make more sense now. Ben and I were talking about something off air, something that I thought in the wrong context be considered inappropriate. But uh, just so people are aware, we're not saying something inappropriate here. This is uh, quoting the movie Tropic Thunder and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Radio is a movie, the Cuba Gooding Jr. true story, where he played a mentally challenged football player. (laughs) And the issue with this movie, and this must have been where the line came from uh, when Robert Downey Jr. quoted in Tropic Thunder, is that Cuba Gooding Jr. went full retard. And as anybody who's seen Tropic Thunder knows, you never go full retard. Uh, (laughs) Quoting a movie, not not, uh, giving an opinion here. It is an embarrassingly bad football movie. And the fact that he crossed off Rudy, one of the greatest movies of all time, and replaced it with Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr., just disgusting. What's wrong with can, you, can Sandra Can I just point out, I'm glad that Noah from uh, Survivor <laughs> isn't listening, because as soon as you said Cuba Gooding Jr., he's like, it's not Snow Dogs, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything Cuba Gooding Jr. touches turns to Snow Dogs. <laughs> Can you imagine if Santo Condorelli had somehow found a way to make Snow Dogs his favorite sports movie? Well, it's got dogs in it, and in Canada they have dog racing, don't they? 
That that is the third new sport that'll be introduced in Flynn Vuan 2028. Snow dog race. Snow dog. <laughs> no, actually, the sport is can you how long can you survive watching snow dogs before you have to turn it off? <laughs> oh, he's a world record. He's about to make it past the fifth minute mark. That's right. He hit the the beginning of the second act. <laughs> Gold medal. Santo Condorelli. <laughs> uh, Who's competing this year here. for Bataan. <laughs> Um, if I could have lunch with any one person, it would be Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Cool answer. Don't think he's a real person, Santo. Stay classy, Uh, (laughs) Santo. Draw a picture of a Canadian animal. He drew a pretty good picture of what I think is a goose here, but it only has one leg. (laughs) It's a very sick goose. Maybe they're biceps or maybe they're tumors. (laughs) Yeah, this goose is competing in the Paralympics next month. (laughs) Blade goose. (laughs) <laughs> Blade Goose. Something with bad Ponderelli, thank you for this episode. We love you. Uh, tweet if him. I could live tweet anywhere him, in the Colin. world, it would tweet be... him. We will tweet him. Yeah, let's see if we get Santo Condorelli to follow it's us. A here. nice picture of Blade Goose, Santo. I too do love radio. <laughs> Uh, if I could live anywhere in the world, it would be Fiji. Oh, that's who he's competing As a for kid, in Tokyo. My favorite... <laughs> As a kid, my favorite sports team was, never followed sports, was always playing them. Oh, that's a piss poor answer. The only reason he says that is because he changes countries and teams so much that he does the same when he's watching it. That's right. <laughs> he's following Japanese sports, and then he's following Italian, and then American, and now he's following it because he has to in Canada. <laughs> Um, I want somebody to answer this question for us. Anywhere from 60 to 1,000 people that have downloaded various episodes of Off the Podium, <laughs> please answer this question. Santa Cordarelli says, my favorite workout is anything that involves 12 and a halfs to 25s. What are 12 and a half to 25s? Um, weights, maybe? <laughs> 12 and a half to 25 pounds is what Central Condorelli benches. Inches? Like, maybe that's his grinder profile? Um, like, He's like the laziest swimmer ever. He's no longer doing a 200, a 400, an 800, or anything. He's doing a 12 and a half foot race. Yes. <laughs> Can't be bothered. I'm just going to swim this yeah. much. Um, <laughs> uh, for a guy who drew the most amazing one-legged goose I've ever seen, his coolest Olympic medal picture, it kind of looks like a fish and some storm clouds above the water. I don't know why that's on the medal. Uh, we really need answers. This guy is very confusing. Um, if, I could, if I could choose any Olympic host city, it would be Rome. When I was little, I always thought Santa was real. Uh, As did I think everybody, everybody did. <laughs> You're like unique, Santa. You're me. unique. Nobody thought he was real yeah, except like, for you. <laughs> that's right. Everybody knows Santa's real and bunny hugs are what hoodies are called in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yes. If I could have any superpower, it would be to fly. That's not going to help him in the pool, sorry. Uh, he should aim to be Aquaman, not Superman. And uh, write this sentence in cursive. The worst question I ask anybody. Live your passion. He correctly wrote it in cursive. Thank you, Santo Condorelli. We got one thing right then. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Santo. Um, All right. I'm learning so much about Canadian athletes. Like, I'm so prepared. I'm loving it. Um, All right. Aussie fan messages. Um, 
Again, scrolling. He's he's, he's one for Jared, actually. Uh, this, this one's from Alana in Queensland. It's to the entire Rhythmic Gymnastics team, which, as uh, if you listen to our earlier episodes, uh, our third host, Jared, says he's not a real sport. <laughs> we'll get to that start. <laughs> This is legitimately the message. Now, let's let's not forget that rhythmic gymnastics doesn't start until, like, the third last day of the Olympics. It doesn't start till next Friday. So we've got ages for this till it even begins. But Alana from Queensland says, good job. <laughs> Clearly, Alana is a huge Olympics nut and has been watching it nonstop. So... <laughs> Or she's really behind, and she's currently on the third last day of the London Olympics right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's been binging. She's, catching up. Oh, she's been job. binging since Athens, 1896, <laughs> and she's finally up to London. She's got the box set. I'm up to day 14 of London. It's been a, it's been a long four years. I'm catching up. Uh, here's one here from Emily Saunders in New South Wales uh, to Sammy Stozer. Oh, the perennial loser. I shouldn't say that. She won a US Open. That's more than Eugenie Bouchard and Milos Ranich have ever won. Um, dear Sam, you are an inspiration. I saw the match this morning and thought you fought very well in the second set. Obviously not the first. You have the strength inside and you clearly have the physical strength. I believe in you and I'm looking forward to seeing you play wherever your next competition takes you. You have done yourself and us proud. Good luck. Oh, that inspirational. She lost. Okay, Emily. Like, she's out. <laughs> she's not doing There's well. a time delay on these messages, as we found. Dawn from South Australia to Isabel Bishop. I'm guessing she's a water polo player. Fabulous win against Russia. Congratulations. It's really not that special to beat Russia in these Olympics. Like, get, get <laughs> through there. Uh, Natalie Springer from Queensland to Leah Neal. Um, good luck, Leah. Do Ipswich proud. Now, Ipswich is a small town in buttfuck Queensland that no one probably cares about. So, like, it's not that hard to do Ipswich proud. Just offending Queenslanders now. Um, I, oh, I thought that was, like, the other move of judo along with, what was that other thing we had? Like, the, the hoop scooch. <laughs> the hoop scooch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now here's one actually I want to give a shout out to one of my friends here because this is kind of an in joke which was sort of funny uh, this one's from John to Paddy Mills our basketballer hi Paddy I've been watching you play brilliantly I hope you get into the finals and win a medal okay that's a boring one but my friend Bree was over at my house yesterday and we uh, we kind of at the moment are addicted to eating very bad food we went to KFC and because uh, at the moment in Australia they've got a great special 24 nuggets for $10 and that's fucking awesome alright so go and get it at KFC so we <laughs> watching um the olympics and she's on her phone just not really paying attention and patty mills comes on the screen i'm like oh patty mills and she turns to me straight away and goes oh what a happy meal and I'm like, no patty mills so <laughs> she's got it on the brain um one more these aren't really exciting today taylor wally She's not a Wally from New South Wales. This is, this is to she's just this says to football. I'm guessing this is to the Matildas, not the entire sport of football. Although what was that one yesterday of beating the entire Canadian Olympic team? So perhaps um, I think you are the best team in the world. I really want to play with you one day. If I train really hard, I might make it into the Matildas. I'm only eight, and I play for the Wyong Emus. I'm so happy that you won the game oh. this morning. I really hope you get a medal. Love from Taylor, Triple X. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> triple X? I think they're meant to be kisses, but um, either or, she's a very horny eight-year-old. I don't know, but um, she's going to play with the Matildas one day. 
either that or she's wishing the entire sport of football that they win medals. <laughs> uh, I have... You, you are done, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay. I have the message that we need to send out today. We need to send it to the Rhythmic Gymnastics team. And all the message has to say is, I don't care what Jared Lubick says, it is a real sport. <laughs> done. All right. Hang on a minute. Find an athlete. How do I send it to the entire sport? I'd like to know because, like, you got to click find. Well, they send it to all of football. <laughs> exactly. Gymnastics, rhythmic. We've only got one rhythmic gymnast anyway. So, like. Just go for her. Danielle Prince. What's she look like? Oh, she's okay. Um, she. <laughs> that was all <full> life. <laughs> and you're about to send your fan message. Oh, what does she look like? Oh, she's okay. <laughs> her profile. Your... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being nice to her. Her profile. Danielle Prince will twist and twirl in Barra. After being selected to make her debut at the Rio 2016 Olympics, she won a gold in the team's event in Delhi 2010 Commonwealth Games, but was beaten for selection for London 2012 by fellow Australian Janine Murray, the bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, hang on. I I just want to say, you Google it, Danielle, it is Danielle Prince, right? Danielle Prince. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She's more than okay. It's just unfortunate that the very first picture that comes up she looks like the female version of the Joker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to, I need to scout her properly to... shortly. Maybe she's future wife material. Hang on. Uh, so, yeah. we'll get this ready. Taz, click on the button. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he's so sad that he's not in these episodes. I don't care what Jared Lubick <laughs> says. Riz. This is best podcasting, seriously. Um, yes. This is why, actually, just I'm looking at it right now. This is why we are ranked 155 on the sports chart on iTunes right now. Uh, Nicely done. <laughs> we are just behind Open Red, World of Outlaws. I don't even know what sport that covers. <laughs> um, I don't care what. Jared Lubick says, Rhythmic Gymnastics is a real sport. <laughs> What are the chances the AOC published that on the fan page on, on their Twitter app? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. What's the name? Daddy or Price? I've just got to scout this. This is great podcasting. We're at the end of the episode anyway. No one's listening at this point. Actually, another friend of mine, um, uh, Violet, I made her listen to I'm like, oh, listen to it. And she, she hates sport. She hates the Olympics. And um, she's listening to it and she messages me, oh, I've got 10 minutes in. Can I stop listening yet? <laughs> <laughs> the motto of this show <laughs> we should just start telling people skip to the last 30 minutes because that's where all the fun's to be had Actually, i'll take that back she's more than all right uh, <laughs> if, only she, if only she was in a real sport <laughs> you imagine that like bringing... once, you get past, once you get past the joker picture it's not quite nice huh <laughs> imagine that bringing home to my parents oh mom dad i've met oh who is it been oh She's an Olympian. Oh, what sport? Swimming? You know, cycling? Oh, rhythmic gymnastics? No, she's not allowed. Don't bring her on. That's not a real sport. That's not a sport. <laughs> we don't have any ribbons in the house. <laughs> Lock up your ribbons. <laughs> okay, uh, we're done. Our oh, preview. Day five. Yes. Uh, so, we've still got the Olympics are on. Did you know that? Um <laughs> Hungry, don't they're not laughing right now. Um, so it's actually a big day. Twenty gold medals to be decided. So this is the most so far. 
and uh, we've got uh, medals being decided in weightlifting. Colin's going to be all over that. Table tennis, we have the first lot of medals being awarded in that. More in swimming, shooting. The first rowing medals will be awarded today. Colin, Canada, you know, you can dream of bronze. Um, judo, there's more. This point, it is a dream. Yes, uh, the men's all around uh, in the, the the gymnastics. That's what I'm thinking. The real gymnastics, uh, more in fencing. The more in diving, uh, road cycling. We have the uh, time trials, I believe, today. Yes, uh, tomorrow I should say. Uh, slalom medals in the canoeing being decided as well. Um, no new sports starting today, but the good news is, Colin, that badminton starts tomorrow. So, well, the day after tomorrow which is a good movie as well. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> better than radio. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so get excited for badminton. Uh, I am. And we're getting closer to modern pentathlon and trampolining. Hang on, where are we up to now? We're only two days away from it, three days away from it. So, Oh, it's going to be glorious. It is. and the, Just in time for the weekend. The good news is the men are first in the trampoline, so you've got to wait an even extra day for... Uh, Oh, Rosie. Anyway, um, thank you to everybody for listening for the first 10 minutes, at least. Uh, again, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash uh, off the podium podcast. Email us off the podium at hotmail.com. The only emails I get are from YouTube telling me I've uploaded a video. So um, that would be nice if we can <laughs> get one of them. iTunes, in all seriousness, I'm not even joking about the fact that we are right now 155 on the sports podcast. Not just the amateur sports podcast, but the overall sports podcast. And um, our big rivals, not Roy and HG, but the Sports Illustrated podcast called At The Games. Uh, We are 18 places behind them. So come on, people, subscribe and rate us so we can beat those bastards at Sports Illustrated. Give me another copy of your swimsuit edition. Actually, I bought, when I was in America, I was like, we don't get it in Australia. Like, I heard about it all the time. And it had just come out when I was in a supermarket in Minneapolis, which is where you go to have fun in America. And... um, (laughs) It was That's there. so true. I go to Minneapolis every year. <laughs> a, a true story. I was with my friend Anthony, who you met, the fellow Australian. He's lived there for about a year now. And we've walked into this supermarket at like 10 o'clock at night. There's like two ladies working, no one in the supermarket. They hear my accent. Oh, where are you from? And I'm like, Australia. Oh, I've got a present for you. She brings me like a cotton shopping bag that costs like $2 and gives it to me for free. That's a Minneapolis present. I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> do you? Uh, here's an honest question: In Australia, do you get charged for like the plastic grocery bags if you go to the store? It depends on your state. Uh, Tasmania, you uh, it's uh, plastic bags are illegal. So if you go to the supermarket, you've got to buy the the environmentally friendly plastic ones or the sort of the nylon ones. So yeah, here here you do. So like whenever I go to like Melbourne or Sydney, I just smuggle a bunch of plastic bags back into the state because I miss them. <laughs> okay. Because I don't think it is illegal in Minneapolis, so it, I don't know why they thought that was such a nice gift. It's a, it's a Minneapolis gesture. It's uh, it's, it's cultural. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, we're on YouTube as well, uh, which is just the audio of what you're listening to right now, if you like it on, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm glad that we're recommending the audio to the people who are already listening to the audio. <laughs> Do you like listening to our audio? Imagine staring at a picture for an hour and ten minutes listening to the same audio. <laughs> Um, so, yes, anyway, uh, that's how you can listen to us that you're already doing right now. Shut up, Ben. End the podcast. Colin, thank you for joining us. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to 
what other sports we can come up with Flim Flon 2028 and getting the mayor on to see which ones he wants to tick off. Yeah, uh, I have a big task ahead of me because I'm having trouble finding anybody from Flim Flon on Twitter. So uh, if you're out there from Flim Flon listening, uh, please hit us up with a message. Considering the town has a population of 5,000 and we've got like 60 listeners, two of them from New Zealand, <laughs> the chances of somebody from Flim Flon actually listening to this podcast are not very high. <laughs> But we can dream. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, day five, going over how many bronze medals both Australia and Canada win. And until then, thank you for listening and be Hungarian and don't laugh. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>